God. It is WTMJ now. I'm Sandy Max and Steve Scafidi with me. And uh, the song you're hearing is actually called Baseball on the Radio, a new song by Wisconsin musician, Whammy Hall of Famer, Willie Porter, who joins us in the studio. How are you? I'm very well. Great to see you both. What? Awesome to have you come in, man. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. But thank now you. that you've written a song called Baseball on the Radio, <laughs> even having a shout out to Bob Uecker, mm. how are you feeling today about the Brewers? A little of a clamped, really. You know, it's, um, it's sad, but hey, we made it to the postseason. And yes, it was brief, but we should be proud of our crew and stand by them. That's how that's how I feel. Our big question for WTMJ fans today was assess the season. Was it a success? Yes. In my view it was. It was definitely a success. What so, kind of fan are you? Are you a guy that shows up at the games, you listen to the games, you watch the games, you just think about them? I think about them. I don't I I'm not the most attentive fan, I've got to admit. I get a little fair weather. Um, when they're doing well, I tune in more. But I only made it to one game this year, so I can't really count myself in the in the super fan column at all. But um, you know, I grew up listening to the games on the radio uh, in the garage with my dad, and hence the song that we just heard a brief clip of. And um, so I still I have a deep love for the game. I love Uke. I just love the poetry of baseball. It's not like you're not busy. <laughs> you're, doing <other laughs> you're back to putting out albums, which is cool. First I, one in four years? Five yeah, years? four yeah. years. I, and I feel fortunate to be making music and making a living at it, especially now. Well, congratulations on the new album. Just released last week, and I always feel like when I talk with musicians, like creating an album is a bit like giving birth. It's an emotional journey, isn't it? Well, I don't know about the birth part. <laughs> you know, I, I don't. I, that analogy breaks down for me. But, you know, um, the journey of, of writing the music, collecting it, collating it, and then determining whether or not the songs hold up through the process, that's really a joy for me. I love that from, you know, the idea of coming up with a tune all the way through to working out the drum parts and getting things organized with the other players and, and the completion of it. It's just a blast. And um, I love it. Very hands-on. Yes, all the way through. You know, I co-produced this one. And so... Yeah, and I, I work with such amazing people. Um, this town is populated by, and the state is populated by great musical talent. And you would know, you are a Wisconsin man. You were born Mequon? Yes. I grew up actually on the east side uh, initially, and then my folks moved uh, out to Mequon, where, yeah, where I encountered the ravine, which is the title of the record. Um, we had this incredible green space where we would fly off of jumps on our bikes and work on airtime and never consider the landing. That's like every kid growing up in Wisconsin. We found a place like that, and we did the same thing, hurt ourselves, broke our arms, broke our ankles. Absolutely. Yeah. It's called, yeah. called being boys, being kids, yes, playing yes. outside. Yeah, and you get in a scrap with one of your buddies, and you work it out. Your parents are like, how'd you get a black eye? And it's like, oh, you know, Tom hit me. And it's like, well, you must have had it coming. You know, if you want to eat dinner, be home at 5. That's the cool thing about growing up in Wisconsin, probably elsewhere as well. You beat each other up, and then you're at Best Buds in an hour. That's it, exactly. You're at the, his house or, or their house. It's yeah. like, that's just the way we, we did things. And I don't know if we we missed that now, but it certainly was the way that you and I grew up. Tell us tell us about the album, and obviously the first in a while. Like, What what was the thought process of putting these songs together in this, in this way? Um, they all cover um, topics that are near and dear to me. There's, you know, I'm a... I'm 59 years old, so the idea of singing about romantic inclinations is kind of past me. So 
in writing these tunes, I'm digging into things that everything from a trip through the Middle East, which I took, um, to childhood mental illness, to the dream of uh, being a kid trapped in an aging body, the idea that the soul doesn't age, but the body does. These kinds of things um, have all crept into these tunes, and um, there are losses along the way. I lost a member of my family to mental illness during COVID. Hmm. All of these things inform where your art comes from, at least they do for me, and they're all in the record. I feel like you write about the Wisconsin experience, but the human experience as well. Mm. You really bring this unique blend, because you've got a song, Fishing Shack? Yeah. Super fun (laughs) song. And I love Carmen Nickerson, who you've been working with for over a decade now. She's a beautiful voice and a beautiful musician in her own right. And so, like, I love the range of songs. Like you said, a song about walking through the streets of Jerusalem, like, brings this worldly flavor to this very Wisconsin album, Don't Underestimate the Devil. Like, there's some really good music on here. Thank you, And you've, you were just commending Wisconsin musicians. This is not just singer-songwriter album, what, your 13th album now, so you've Mm. got a full band. I mean, I hear horns, Mm. I hear piano, I hear all sorts of electric and acoustic guitar. Yes, absolutely. And and the shows that are coming up this weekend at Shank Hall on the 6th and the 7th, that is the full six-piece band. So, you know, the album is really intended as a vehicle for the band. So when you were a little, little kid, did you know this is what you're going to be doing? Did you I think did. about it? You did? I did, yeah. I just, I, I had this, I heard the Jackson 5, and uh, we had one of those close and play things. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> my brother somehow got a hold of the single for I Want You Back, and we listened to that, and we just burned that thing out. And I thought, <laughs> I've got to be a part of this in some way or another. And where did you track down your guitar? Someone give you one? I, I, I was listening to Howard Stern's interview with uh, Springsteen, and his aunt had the piano that he, he wrote some of those great keyboard pieces of his Oh, really? Yeah. At his aunt's house, she gave him a key and said, you go use that piano anytime you want. Did you have one of those stories? Did you just buy one? I did. I started off being, I wanted to be a classical musician. I love the viola, um, and I wanted to play that, and, you know, that lasted a couple years, and and that went away. And then my mom's friend, uh, I said, I want to play guitar. My mom was kind of, you know, not really feeling it, because I you know, welched on this lease that we had on this viola oh. <laughs> or whatever it was, this rental agreement. This investment that yeah. they made in you. <laughs> so she's like, there's not going to be a guitar. And then I got this beater, you know, nylon string thing. And that was it for me. I just thought, well, this is, you know, this is endless. And it still is. Guitars become an addiction, don't they? They do. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're the best one, you know, if you had to have one. They keep feeding your creative soul. <laughs> yes. Yeah, keep, keep making music. Um, I do want to touch on. You'd mentioned that you know these life experiences that you have shape the music that you continue to make, and you have a gift with not just music but also with words. And Thank then you. Uh, you are also commended in the music circles for being an excellent engineer and having a great ear. Thank so you. The combination of all of this together had to come in handy because you started with a different producer for this album. A man named Mike Hoffman. Yes. Who people may know. I saw. I got the pleasure of seeing Mike Hoffman at a semi-twang reunion at Shank Hall several mm. years ago. A band called Yipes, which is just fun to say on the radio. Yes, it so is. So I know that the I know that people will go. Oh wait, I I know I remember those local bands. But Mike Hoffman, a producer, just really made an impact on Wisconsin music and beyond, and a longtime friend of yours. Yes, and he was the co-producer on my breakout record, which is called Dog Eared Dream, which oh. came out in '94. And Mike and I were friends forever, and we got together to do our follow-up, I guess, 25 years later. 
to kind of recapture that. Yeah, exactly. It took a you little know. while, but was the intent to get together with him to kind of recapture that youthful magic or just capture where you'd both evolved to? Well, I think a little bit of both. And I think also that Mike is a very unique musical genius in that he would always take something and make it a little bit better. And when you're in the studio with him, you rarely were really aware that he was there. He was very uh, quiet, selfless, and then he would make his grand contribution that was remarkable. And sadly, we lost him uh, mid-project. Mm. He passed away, sadly and tragically. And um, So it took me a long time to sort of gather the strings of this record in uh, the wake of that loss sure. and figure out how to finish it. We got a break here, but I, there's a question I want to ask you. I'll ask you it right now. And you can answer it after the break. And we also want to have you play if you'll play for us, which I'd I, love to. I would be a thrill of a lifetime. Question is, you were talking about travel. How does that shape some of the, I think it enriches people's life experience in a lot of different ways. And I'm not a musician. How did that trip to the Middle East impact your musicianship, your music, the way you look at things? The greats, Willie Porter playing Shank Hall this weekend, the sixth and seventh. I think it's Friday and Saturday night, right? Yes, yes, sir. Still tickets available? Yes, sir. All right. I was relieved. I went because I, I want to go Saturday night. I was like, I bet I waited too long. I bet it's sold out. I know a guy. So far, oh. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> Willie Porter. Lots more of that conversation. You after are a this good guy on WTMJ now. More of WTMJ now after this. Welcome to our Everyday Health feature, sponsored by the Freighter and the Medical College Wisconsin Health Network. Healthy joints are critical to lifelong mobility. Timely treatment of simple and complex joint problems can help keep you moving. Here to tell us more is Dr. Michael Decker, an orthopedic surgeon with the Freighter and the Medical College Wisconsin Health Network. Dr. Decker, first of all, thanks for joining us today. What are the treatment options that your team offers? Well, Jeff, thanks for having me. Treatment options can vary depending on the condition, but there are a number of them. We can go anywhere from non-operative care for patient-specific issues such as injections or medication management, occupational or physical therapy. We can provide a number of unique interventions such as lately rich plasma therapies, physical therapists that focus on sports performance and training improvements, all the way to surgical interventions depending on the condition from soft tissue procedures to full joint replacements. Dr. Decker, what is it that makes your program so unique? I think one of the aspects of the Freighter and Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network that makes us unique is that we can treat patients in a very patient-specific way because of our multidisciplinary and comprehensive approach to patient care. We offer an array of treatment options, including non-surgical treatments, minimally invasive procedures, all the way to more complex open surgical procedures, including robotic surgery for our patients. Doctor, I know you do a lot with sports performance and an improvement training as well. That's right. We hope to not just help patients manage the discomfort that comes with their conditions, whatever that may be. We hope that people who have high expectations for their activity levels, such as golfers, tennis players, athletes, and a, num a wide range of folks have the ability to really hone in and improve their skills and their training in a way that is also protective to their overall physical health. Dr. Decker, this has been extremely helpful and informative. Thanks so much for being with us today. Find a doctor who's right for you by visiting freighter.com slash ortho. Next time you're due for service, visit richlands.com to schedule an appointment at any of our five conveniently located facilities. All AAA approved and all staffed by ASE certified technicians ready to serve you. Richlands. At Annex Wealth Management, we believe every portfolio tells a story. After all, we've analyzed thousands. 
Some reflect diligence and fortitude. Others, a mishmash of overlapping investments. When Annex reviews your portfolio, we spot what works, what might not, and then provide unbiased suggestions free from sales commissions. Every portfolio tells a story. Let's work on yours. Investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning. As a fee-only fiduciary, that's our story. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Get help for your house this Saturday from Eric Brown. The president of Siding Unlimited knows his stuff. Yes, their name is Siding, but they do so much more. Windows by Pella and others, roofing, decks. That's why they are Siding Unlimited. Eric can advise you with anything about your home's exterior. Make a point to listen and call Eric this Saturday on WTMJ's Fix-It Show. And remember why they are called Siding Unlimited. They are Siding and much, much more. See SidingUnlimited.com and you'll see. It's WTMJ now. We have live music in the studio on WTMJ now. I'm Sandy Max with Steve Scafidi, and this is the sounds of Mr. Willie Porter, Whammy Hall of Famer and Wisconsin musician, playing some music off his brand new album, The Ravine, which just came out last week. And now you're going on tour and sharing this music. I am. All around. Shank Hall Friday night and Saturday night. Where else are you going to be? Uh, let's see. I'll be in Chicago tonight. Or Evanston. Oh, wow. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, just space? north. Yep, yeah, at Space, mm -hmm. just north of town. Steve asked a great question. You know, how does um, travel inform the music and, and what's that like? And <clears throat> Excuse me. I have to say that um, one of the greatest parts of that trip to the Middle East was getting to play with these uh, musicians over there and we didn't share language beyond the music itself. And so when you get out of your home country and you encounter people um, that have different skill sets and, and speak different lang language and have different cultural background, the music is this wonderful unifying voice and you can sit down and play with people and have this great celebration um, and really celebrate sort of the commonalities of what makes us human. Is it so, just I as simple that. as picking up a guitar and kind of like nodding to each other and then just starting to kind of play together? Well, in one case, I went to a, a little cafe and there was a man playing oud. And, um, what is oud? Oud is a, a, I believe it's a Syrian instrument originally, but it's, um, I think it's eight or ten strings and it's fretless. And you play it and it has this wonderful... Um, this wonderful yearning tone to it. It's very human in the in the voice of it, in the timbre of it. And um, I listened to him play, and I just knew right away that he was just a remarkable musician. I had a guitar along, and somebody said, you should go sit in with him. So I sat down, and I told him I was in the key of G minor, and he just kind of looked at me like, <laughs> well, this is going to be fun. And I realized he was such a virtuoso, it didn't matter. So we just, just started, jump on. <laughs> yeah, I just started playing the song, and he just was all over it. And it was just one of those magical things where, at the end, we both uh, we shared that moment, and um, it really builds a bridge. Music I, truly connects people. Yes, that's magic. Do you think that experience and other experiences overseas or wherever you travel will enrich your future music? I think it will because I think it 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 just um, really galvanizes and strengthens what I know in my heart to be true about music and that it is so universal and it is such a wonderful bonding agent um, culturally. And so knowing that, you can sit down with anybody and as long as you trust the moment and trust them, you can have this really joyful experience. And I, I think that's true with, with garage bands all the way through to symphony players. 
Uh, well, I hear you're going to play for us. So I'm very excited about that, and I don't want to get in the way of <laughs> okay, that. Okay, well, uh, that was what you were playing with some was with your acoustic guitar was the first notes of the first single off of your new album, The Ravine. Uh, would you do the DJ thing and tell us sure. set up this song that we're going to hear? Charlie will play the album version so they can hear the full band. Sure. Well, this tune was really born out of my desire to reach to my friends who I've had for years. We don't share the same political ideology, but we love our families. We love our communities. We're trying to be effective people where we live and how we work. But we get together and we have these we have these arguments about politics, about social issues and things. And we're very um, we're on different sides of the aisle, if you will. But my point in this song is that if I can't listen to you and take on your point of view, there's no way you'll ever listen to me. And so change your mind. Willie Porter on WTMJ Now. that you can just pick it right up. <laughs> That's had, cool. Yeah. I mean, cool. plan to play the entire song, but we just had that that more, the, the chorus I love of it. the song. It's great. I'm grateful that you guys have, you know, have, have taken an interest in this work. I'm so grateful for that. And what are some other songs on the album that, because it's not, it's different genres, as I would say, you know, like mm. because it, it really has the dynamic of, a fun song like Don't Underestimate the Devil that's got an upbeat feel and kind of a slinky vibe, and then it can get very poignant. There's a song called Your Honor, which I will tell you made me cry in the car when I was listening on my CD player in a very great way because you're such a profound storyteller and truly a poet when you can have these turns of a phrase. And uh, Fish and Shack is just a good old Wisconsin yeah, good old get fish out and by tune. Yourself. Yeah, let's get out kind there of, and ice fish. Yeah, yeah, by yourself and yeah. uh, enjoy that time. And nobody, what's what's the refrain? Nobody, I can't hear anybody I calling me. I can't hear nobody calling. You have just the wind through the cracks of my fishing shack. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's another classic Wisconsin thing. It's, yeah, got to ice fish for decades. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a magical thing. I think just being able to have the time to fish is already winning. Whether you catch a fish or not doesn't really matter. No, that's an afterthought. It really <laughs> is. Let me ask you a performer question, because I'm always curious about this, and I've, I haven't talked to a ton, tons of musicians, but when you're performing, are you thinking the notes? Are you feeling the song? Are you, are you looking at, the, like, what's going on in your head while you're doing this? I'm always curious about that. Well, I, th I think it sort of shifts. I, for me, I'm just trying to stay inside the song, and by that I mean you kind of have to um, lock into why you're doing what you're doing. And um, 
if you think about the audience or you think about, you know, the shoes you chose or whatever, you know, it, you're not serving the Do music Do you see anymore. them, though? I mean, you, you kind of just kind of, they're just like out there? Oh, I definitely see them. But I think the idea is that <clears throat> this music is sort of a, you know, it sounds a little heady, but it's kind of a sacred currency to me. So being able to uh, stay in the moment of, because you can only control the broadcast. You can't hear it. You can't receive it. So as long as the broadcast is authentic, you'll be all right. Love that message. You, you mentioned politics, and, and I don't want to get into your politics, sure. but, I, I, but I think it's interesting that you, like a lot of other people in this world, have those families that we all have where it's, you know, they're hardcore this or they're hardcore that, and, and you work it on, you, and you've sort of made music. Did you use the term bridge to yes. kind of maybe soften or dampen down? And I'm one of these guys who talks about politics, as Sandy does. We need more softening and tampening down because it's, it, it'll ruin us or wreck us if we don't. So I love the fact that you you understand that and use that as a motivational tool to kind of tell people there's there's some magic. Sandy said it before. It's the it's the elixir, right? For people, music can soften those hardened positions. I, I love that. I couldn't agree more. And I I really um, appreciate some of the songwriters that I've looked up to for years. Bruce Coburn has a great lyric where he says, "You have never seen everything." So how could I be so hardened in my opinion as to not? learn something from someone who I don't agree with. I mean, I have to sit down and engage those individuals um, because they have validity. They have, they're as valuable, they're as human as I am. So it's the dehumanization of those you don't agree with that really worries me. Are you optimistic or pessimistic about this country? I'm optimistic. Awesome. Me too. Songs of hope. We like it. And then Willie, uh, from the old National Bank talk and text line, 855-616-1620, uh, Carolyn texts in and informs us that it was your birthday yesterday. Hey, happy birthday. Is this Why, true? Thank you. Yes, it was. Well, yes, it happy is. birthday. 59, from, apparently. From 59. Carolyn, who is also a Libra, she says. Oh, thank you so much for that. What did you wish for on your birthday? Uh, I wished to go uh, take a hike with my wife, and I was able to do that. We were uh, able to go to the lake and just walk on the beach and... Um, just spend some time together. She took the day off, so oh, and wonderful warm gift. weather to enjoy yeah. it yesterday. You got the gift that was of a weather. gift. Yeah. yeah, that was that was something else. And I got some new running shoes. <laughs> there you go. Come on. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Willie Porter, Whammy Hall of Famer and wonderful musician from Wisconsin, living and, and breathing it and loving it. A brand new album called The Ravine. WillyPorter.com. You can get the music there. Of course, it's streaming wherever you want as well, and uh, catch him live. Friday and Saturday, tonight at Evanston in space. Yes. It's a good venue. It's um, a great venue. And our favorite venue, one of our favorites, with the tiny Stonehenge, Shank Hall, on Friday night <laughs> and Saturday night. And you can see other tour dates at willieporter.com. Absolute pleasure to meet you. Likewise, Steve. Thank yeah. you so much. I look forward to future conversations. Thank you. Thank you, Sandy. The great Willie Porter in studio, WTMG now.